Repotted is presented by Rerouted. Rerouted is an online marketplace where you can buy, sell, or donate your used outdoor gear. If you have gear that's collecting dust in your closet or not being used anymore, please consider selling or donating it on rerouted.co. That's R-E-R-O-U-T-E-D dot C-O. Now, on to the Repotted podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Repot It, the Rerouted Podcast. My name is Brian Shoning. I'm your host, as always, with my co-host, Chap Grub. Chap, how's it going today, man? Oh, another fabulous day in Durango. I am way, way excited for our guest today. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Steven Reinhold is with us, and he's involved in a million different really cool initiatives and projects uh, related to the outdoors. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it off to him so that I don't I don't speak out of turn and and let him explain all the all the things that he's got going on. Steven, we're absolutely thrilled to have you today. Right on, Brian and Chap. I'm I'm thrilled to be here today too. So. Uh, like I said, I appreciate y'all having me today, and I'll, I'll just kind of start out with a, with a brief introduction. So like, like you said, my name is Steven Reinhold, and I am the owner of the Appalachian Adventure Company. Um, I'm also a brand ambassador for Backpacker Magazine. Uh, I started the hashtag trash tag uh, online social media cleanup effort a couple years ago, which went kind of big. And then uh, currently, uh, my main gig right now is the director of adventure at Black Folks Camp 2, which is a an amazing organization that kind of it removes fears, add knowledge, and invites more Black folks to camp and enjoy the outdoor lifestyle with any and everyone. Is Stephen is Black Black folks camp too? Is that national or is it kind of regional right now? Well, I think you know. I think we're on the cusp of worldwide, almost honestly. It's hey, a, it's congratulations! A, it's, a, <laughs> it's an interesting age with uh, the the digital age, right? Where you can kind of reach everybody. But the, uh, the hub of Black Folks Camp 2 is in the Southeast, uh, based out of North Carolina. Uh, the, the founder and president of that organization is a guy named Earl B. Hunter Jr. Uh, he worked in the RV industry for, for many years um, and you know, was kind of like a shining star in that industry in the sales perspective. And uh, he, he started the organization in, uh, I believe, October 2019. Uh, and it's, since, it's seen a lot of popularity and, and, and growth, uh, particularly because the, the message is so good. Uh, like I said, Earl, he's a, he's a shining star and uh, but also just kind of the, uh, yeah, yeah, basically the, the message is so good, right? It's like camp with anybody and everybody and uh, let's all get in this together. Let's get all in the boat, boat and row together uh, and enjoy the outdoors together. It, it's awesome. You were explaining just just kind of before we got we got on here, um, just that it's it's all about you know inclusion and and kind of getting everybody getting everybody uh, getting everybody outdoors. Um, talk a little bit about the the Unity Blaze patch that you were that you were telling us about. Yeah, for sure. So so the Unity Blaze is really cool, right? It's uh, it's the center of the logo from Black Folks Camp too, and it stands for treat everyone everywhere equally. Um, it's a it's an amazing opportunity for uh, outdoor enthusiasts and everybody to kind of intentionally signal basically that they're cool and they camp with anybody and everybody. Um, and we've started this really incredible project with no sew patches and leave no trace. Um, and as you know, leave no trace kind of uh, sets the guidelines for the, the standards of ethics and outdoors. And uh, no sew patches is this really cool uh, company out of uh, Jackson, Wyoming, uh, female owned company that's. Uh, just kind of incredible, right? And they, they make these basically industrial repair patches that allow you to kind of extend the life cycle of your gear and keep it out of the landfill for a while. So we we all got together and and partnered for what we're calling the the Unity Blaze Patch Project. Um, and so 
that unity blaze, the campfire signal or symbol, right, is uh, uh, put onto the no-so patch. And with Leave No Trace, we're kind of trying to get these out to all, all the outdoor enthusiasts and lifestylers out there. So uh, that symbol can be out on the trails and, and be a welcoming symbol. Um, and then well, one of the cool things about it that really kind of brings it full circle is that a lot of the funds from the project are going to uh, some really cool initiatives. The, the first of which is the, the campus scholarship. Uh, and the campus scholarship is going to create uh, opportunities for outdoor educational uh, training and outdoor industry training for about 20 folks a year. Uh, they're going to get to go to Western Carolina University's professional outdoor certificate program, uh, Leave No Traces master educator course, and then Black Folks Camp 2's professional outdoor certificate as well. And so wow. funds from the patched project are going to create these opportunities um, as, as well as some other initiatives that will kick in after we're able to to fund this initial campus scholarship as well. That's incredible, Stephen. And it's, it's so amazing. And as I've said to you earlier, it, it so aligns with our mission to facilitate access and education to wilderness and wilderness areas. When you're seeing and helping to get these people outdoors, can you speak to a little bit the, the role used gear currently plays and, and maybe so some ways you see that, you know, we could help enable getting more used gear to these people uh, uh, that really could use it and want to give it a second life out in the mountains. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a lot of ways that used gear comes into play. I mean, I mean, particularly, I think a lot of us that do outdoor stuff are outfitted with extra sets of gear, right? So I think that the biggest thing that anybody can do is to take their friends camping, right? Figure yeah. out a figure out somebody that hasn't camped before and invite them to camp, right? Whatever community is that you kind of identify with that mission, right? Is like, just invite them to go camp with you. Um, so that's one big way, uh, you know, but if you have extra gear, getting it out to people is a, is a cool thing, but honestly, the opportunity to get used gear at a cheaper price uh, is good for anybody, right? And I, I think that's a, that's a cool kind of initiative or mission that y'all have brought together to kind of uh, create this hub for that as well. And, and honestly, I'm, I'm a fan of used gear. I mean, I, I like my new shiny stuff too, but I absolutely love, uh, I prefer my Patagonia stuff to have rips and holes and used to be duct tape. Now I got unity blazes all over it. Um, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. But like for, for me, there's a, there's a story with that, right? It's, uh, um, it, it's cool to kind of, you know, be connected with the, the, the past adventure through, through gear. For sure. so, something that's kind of tried and truly tested is, uh, is there's a little bit of comfort in that for sure. And yeah. Stephen, I just wanted to say to your point, we, we actually have a saying that we float around here at Rerouted that every piece of gear has a story and our job is to tell that story. And that's the point of the podcast. That's the point of a lot of what we're doing is getting that story told and empowering people to go use that gear. And because like you both got, both, both of you two have touched on, there's this pride to having used stuff, to having that, those things that have been with you forever. I know I've got a jacket that I will always wear and take on every adventure and it's beat to all hell, but I love it. And it's my jacket and we've been through so much together. It has the sentimental value and oh my gosh, that, that's amazing. And so you guys, oh man, I want to do so much. We have so much to talk about, Stephen. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, so one of the things that we always touch on is, and you, you got, got to it there um, for a second, you know, gear nowadays, new, new gear in particular is getting so expensive. 
Um, and, and I just kind of want to talk, we talk about lowering the barrier to entry to the outdoors and kind of trying to get gear out there. That's, that's a little bit less expensive. Um, what are you, what are your thoughts on kind of how, kind of how expensive new gear has gotten over, over the last, you know, I guess probably 10 or 15 years. I I mean, I I don't know. I, I feel like there's been a bit of a spike there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's a, that's a barrier to entry for, for everybody right now, for sure. Um, you know, I think, uh, I, I don't know. One of the things we focus on necessarily is not necessarily, uh, I mean, we identify those barriers, right. But we spend like kind of 20% of our time focusing on those and then 80% of the time focusing on solutions. Right. And I think, right. I think what you're, what y'all are doing right now is a solution, right. That's a, that's a great solution to that. Um, but, but the bottom line is everybody has, everybody has money, right. I mean, not every single person, but we all, we all spend our stuff on, uh, all kinds of goods. Right. And, and outdoor stuff is, you know, in particular, kind of like luxury items, right? In, in a way, so to speak, right? But we can all kind of spend our money on stuff. So I think more so, uh, more so than thinking of like price as like the barrier to entry, really think of it more of like a love for the sport or a love for adventure, right? Because I mean, once once you get to that point, you're not really necessarily thinking about the price. I mean, it, 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 yeah. it does come into play, but like for me, if I buy a new Patagonia jacket that I know is going to last me 30 years, I mean, you can amortize the cost down to about five bucks a year on that. And it's, you know, it's, it's pretty cheap, you know, it's kind of, uh, when you look at things of that nature, then, then, you know, the price doesn't necessarily become that much of a, of a barrier to entry. But I mean, I mean, honestly, there's all kinds of ways to, to look at that. One of the cool things at black, black folks camp too, right. Is that, uh, Earl in particular, like gives people gear, uh, quite a bit. He just did this incredible event with, uh, Academy sports and outfitted, like, I think it was 20 people, four, four different families with, Full Whoa, on, that's full awesome setup yeah like an eight person tent uh chairs sleeping bags a cooler and i, I mean it was awesome right and he was yeah uh, so so right that, that's a really cool way to, to think about it of like you know it's interesting gear is kind of like the vehicle to, to get outside right so uh a, a piece of gear can help you get out more right and then also uh like i said just the desire to get out more is going to change the way you look at gear so it's definitely uh yeah, it's, it's, it's neat to contemplate how, what gear has to do with, you know, getting out and adventure for sure. Well, and Steven, that building, the only way that we're going to make this long lasting impact and make a difference and make sure that we have recreation to play in for our grandchildren is by fostering that next generation of wilderness advocates, by creating that passion, that willingness, that advocacy, that interest in going to play outside. So we're, we're, we're all in and we, we love it. And all the, all the work you're doing on, we're going to support the Unity Blaze. We'll make sure to get that out to our people. We think that that is a great feature. In fact, I would like a bunch for us so that when we have gear that needs to be patched, we can just ship them along in the package. Because oh, that's I think too cool. Those are, that's an amazing, amazing opportunity. And the, the people that listen to the show, the people that engage with our platform are all in on that and making responsible consumer decisions and making all the choices and helping to empower and encourage everybody to get outside because that's got to be our goal because look there's the side of people that say hey there's too many people outside the nature is never going to make it well sorry people are going to go outside right like more and more people are going to continue to go play outside what we need to do is train and teach and encourage people to want to protect it and to make the necessary steps and take the initiative to do the right things and teach them how to do that. So, oh man, this is so special. 
you nailed it there honestly man do you uh you, you touched on a lot of the, the perfect points right there right it's like uh i mean the, the the word is out on the outdoors i think one of the big things that kind of changed last year is that people started looking at the outdoors as more of a uh, a retreat a reprieve kind of like a therapy as opposed to a recreation right and so i i don't think that's going to stop and i'm a big fan of like op-ed opinions just just by nature right and to me i don't i mean more people outside it's not the problem right it's it's the solution right and you uh, that's what i said i'm pretty stoked about how uh, your outlook on that right because it, it's really cool to think that like we say this all the time, particularly with Leave No Trace, right, is that the more people that we can educate and empower to protect our public lands, the better, right? We all, regardless of like the, the past that's got us to where we are today, right, we all own 640 million acres of public lands, right? We all own that land equally. And like for me, I look at those places like my vacation property. I mean, Yosemite, Rainier, Grand Tetons, like I go and visit those like it's my vacation home, right? I, have a tent, we'll travel, right? And I want people, I want everybody to realize that like everyone in America owns these lands equally and should feel welcomed to go visit them and welcome to go celebrate them. Because once you get that feeling and you get that sense of ownership of those lands, you're going to take care of them, right? You're going to pick up trash. You're going to leave your campsite better than you found it. You're going to uh, interact nicely with other folks, right? You're going to rock your unity blaze so everybody knows you're cool and camp with anyone and everyone, and right? You're just going to kind of uh, get get into the into the fight right onto the vanguard of protecting public lands because I think that's incredibly important. Uh, I really feel like adventure is is America's new sport, and yeah. the exact same way that we like invest in municipal stadiums and football, yeah. baseball, basketball, those kinds of things. I think a lot of that's going to get shifted more so over towards uh, outdoor sports and kind of uh, exploration in, in the coming years and. Uh, I think that's important, right? The outdoor economy is huge and it should be kind of re respected as such by, by everybody, yeah. but specifically public lands are the, are the stadium for that sport. So we gotta, we gotta have those. I love, I absolutely love that analogy and I've got my fingers crossed and hope to see that happen. And I hope to that both of us and all of the people that we work with can all be part of that initiative. And I think that it's so cool that OIA and the outdoor industry in general is really trying to take a leadership role. And you're seeing companies across the board do really cool stuff, both environmentally for the long-term, for educating people and all of this. And it's, it's so, such an exciting time to be a part of this, this space. I actually wanted to ask you a specific question though, Stephen, about mm -hmm. transportation, because I've always thought about that right? There's so many people that are bottled up in the city that don't have a car, that don't have the ability to get out to those places that we see as our vacation homes, have that will travel. How do we facilitate that traveling? And how do you guys at Black, Black Folks Camp too? Did I get mm -hmm. that right? Mm -hmm. Black Folks Camp too? Yep. Uh, how do you guys address some of those transportation logistics? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, for, for me, that's a tough one to speak on. I'm from a rural area in North Carolina, right? So uh, uh, I can't speak on that specifically quite as well as I, I should. But but honestly, you know, a, a lot of people, I mean, a lot of folks have cars, right? That's kind of a, it's interesting, maybe not in cities necessarily, but uh, public trans, trans, public transportation is, is pretty good. Um, I would imagine it lacks greatly as far as like dropping you off directly at the trailhead. Uh, so for me, again, this, this all comes back to like, it's the, it's the people that are out there already. It's like the 90% of the folks that are out there is like, make the invite and just make it happen. Like you don't have any problem taking your white friends camping with you. So 
take your black friends camping with you. And if you don't have any, what a hell of a time to make some friends, right? From a, from a different community and, and come together and talk about unity around the campfire. Like for, for me, that's the biggest thing of all of this because the conversations I've had over the last couple of years through Black Folks Camp 2 around the campfire have been absolutely amazing. Uh, just for, for you listeners out there, you can't tell, but I mean, Chap and Brian can honestly uh, see this, right? I'm, I'm a brown dude. I'm, I'm not a black dude, right? I have a mostly Mediterranean background with a very, very, very small percentage of, of African-American history mixed in like way, way back there, right? So for a lot of people, particularly with a little bit of Appalachian accent, uh, a German last name, like people are confused a little bit, right? But for me, it's, it, it's not about that, right? It's about us all getting out there together to basically protect these public lands. And so that, that to me is like the coolest thing about being able to, to work with Black Folks Camp too. Cause Earl, uh, like I said, the, dude, the dude's kind of a legend, man. He's like, I, don't, I mean, I don't care about your skin color. I don't care about this, right? I, like, I want you in this battle with me, right? We're doing this together, like get in the boat and row together and, and let's make it happen. So that's the, that's the coolest thing to me for, for sure. I, I think this message and uh, and kind of initiative of inclusion is is something that's so special. I've I've always felt like the outdoors was a, a pretty in, a pretty inclusive space where where you know you could you could go and like you said the the chats that you have around the campfire are totally different than you know the the conversations that you'll have anywhere else. Um, you said 2019 was when Black Folks Camp Two. Uh, yeah, October 2019, Earl launched it at the uh, uh, Outdoor Economy Conference in Asheville. And he started out singing, Change is Gonna Come. I think, I believe Sam Cook, right? Uh, and it was incredible. It, like, woke me up in the background. I was like, this is dude I want to work with. Um, I've worked, I've been in the outdoor industry for, for a while now. I worked with uh, an organization called Big City Mountaineers for seven or eight years. I was kind of one of their uh, lead recruiters for their Summit for Someone program, which is where you could uh, basically sign up for a big mountain, go climb it and, and raise money to take kids on wilderness mentoring trips. Right. So I wasn't, uh, by any means new to the, uh, kind of the mission, the organization, and again, like growing up in the Southeast with kind of ambiguously Brown skin, I, I identify with the mission quite a bit, right. Of, uh, of feeling welcomed in outdoors and like certain things, not making you feel welcome, like intentionally. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's kind of a, a blessing in disguise, I guess, a little bit, to. Uh, to be able to, to feel a little bit what that kind of feels like. But I'm, I'm going to be fully honest, like full disclosure. You go back a couple of years, I was that dude that was like, hey, everybody, I mean, we all own public lands equally. Like, what, what's the problem, right? Anybody can go out, anybody can do this, anybody can do that. But like I said, through growth, through like having those conversations around the campfire, I understand more things, you know, particularly in the, the Southeast, things like, uh, like, like generational fears, right? Things that have been passed down about don't go into the woods at night because bad things happen right? Don't, don't do like, you can't swim. So you can't cross this river to escape or the, like the, the swimming pools were segregated. All these things that I've heard around the campfire have been very impactful for me. Um, and again, I, th I think, I truly think like the campfire, we always say, Earl always says it's just like portal to amazing conversations. And I, I think it is just the perfect place to have these conversations and for everybody to, to grow and realize and, and get this knowledge and then move forward. Cause like I said, again, we, we really, really specifically focus on like 20% of our time about identifying problems. Right. But, but 80% of it finding solutions. And so for, for us right now, the, the unity blaze is the, is the solution, not just as like a, a product or a, you know, a, a fundraising thing, but it's really kind of like a symbol that everybody can gather around. Right. It's not just the actual campfire. I mean, online uh, we're rocking like hashtag unity blaze. And so people can 
can gather around that. They can get their blazes. They can make their post. Uh, they can talk about what unity in the outdoors means to them. Uh, if they don't feel like they're being treated equally in the outdoors, they can talk about that. Right. So the rest of us know, right. The rest of us kind of are, are part of that conversation. So it's, uh, yeah, again, you know, for me, I think it's, um, hopefully it's a way to have an impact, have a, have a lasting impact on the, the outdoors, um, kind of the, the bigger picture of the outdoors, hopefully. So I know people that are listening, Stephen, are going to be super interested to learn more about, you know, what, what other steps we can all be doing besides, you know, I love the initiative to invite yeah. people, just get them out there, invite them out, tell them that you have extra gear, bring mm -hmm. the stuff, sh show up and invite them out and teach them. But is there, is there some locations you guys have some resources and stuff that people can read and do some more learning? Because what you're talking about, those campfire chats, oh my gosh, what I think mm -hmm. a lot of people would give to have their ears in on that kind of conversation. Yeah, for, for sure. So, I mean, obviously one of the best resources is uh, blackfolkscamp2.com. Uh, there's a lot of cool information, definitely on the, the social media channels as well, uh, kind of like at blackfolkscamp2. Um, I can't quite talk about it yet, but there is something in the works that should be coming out uh, within the next year or so that's going to help kind of, nice. uh, you know, make some of those connections a little easier, which is, which is super Sweet. cool. Um, but I'm, I'm glad you, I'm glad you touched on that, right? Because that's the number one question that we always get is like, what can we do to help? What can we, we do that? Right. I think the outdoors is a great filter. 99% of the people outdoors are like awesome people. They're stoked on life. They've kind of found their best selves through nature and they want to, you know, help other people have that opportunity to find their best self. Right. Um, so it, it, it's cool that like now we got like some specific things, right. I mean, obviously, like we said, take your friends camping, but you know, if you want a, something to do, get a unity blaze, they're, they're $10 a piece, get a bunch for your friends, like pass them out to your outdoor community. Right. So you can get them. It's super easy to get to it's lnt.org slash unity blaze. Uh, it's all over our social media and everything's super easy to find. Leave no traces as well. Um, but yeah, that, that's like something tangible that you can do right now. And it's a start, cool. right? It's, it's, it's a gateway into it. So go get your blaze, like throw it on your shoulder, throw it on your backpack great, and, and be that symbol of unity in your outdoor community. That's a great, great answer. We'll definitely make sure to share it on all of our channels and the show notes and everything. And we also love LNT, love everything LNT stands for. So please support them as well, always. And, um, Brian, we, we have a couple uh, a couple pop quiz questions for our friend Stephen here. Yeah, oh, wow. not not like totally it. pop quiz. I did I did prep him a little bit in uh, in in a pre show email. Um, but we just we just like to ask everybody that comes on our show what you know a piece of gear that they that they have that's special to them. Maybe something that's that's been along for the ride through your through your outdoor career, or maybe it's something that you know you got a little bit more recently, but now you can't live without. Um, what's a what's a special piece of piece of kit that you have, Stephen? Oh, well, well, obviously right now that, that unity blaze no so patch, uh, for sure is kind of, uh, becoming that go-to, like I said, cause you can, you can repair stuff with it. Um, you can also, you know, just signal that you're cool when you camp with anybody and everyone, but historically I'll give, I'll give a shout out to, uh, GSI gear science Institute. They make this very ultralight, like Java drip. So basically you can make, uh, like pour over coffee with, and I, I essentially weighs nothing. I mean, the weight is negligible, uh, it's always cool to be the dude at camp that's got like the real coffee. Uh, speaking of that, I kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier before we got on, right? The Unity Blaze is 
is getting out in a lot of different places. And actually today, like right now, we're releasing uh, a collaborative Unity Blaze blend with Treeline Coffee from uh, Bozeman, Montana, which is, is super cool, right? And they're, they're kicking back some of the proceeds to, to help Black Folks Camp to drive their mission. Um, but it's really, really good coffee. Uh, and it's kind of, again, you know, it's uh, uh, continues that theme of, you know, igniting these conversations, right? What better to have a, a cup of coffee around the campfire and a conversation together. So, so yeah, I'll hey. go with that uh, GSI lightweight Wait. Java drip. So where's the, where's the coolest place that you make coffee with it? Oh gosh. Uh, Nepal and a Purna circuit, oh. I guess. Oh, oh what? Yes. Wow. That's a great, yeah. <laughs> great answer. What, out of nowhere. Um, Okay, so you probably were there for what, like three weeks, a month? You were there for a while? Yeah, so that was super cool. So like I said earlier, I'm a brand ambassador for Backpacker Magazine, and we were doing these kind of adventure philanthropy trips. So I uh, led a group of uh, 10 readers, uh, enthusiasts of the magazine, and we, we worked with a, a company called All Hands and Hearts and did a, basically like a service project, some disaster relief from some earthquakes. And we all worked on that for about a week. And then we went and trekked for about 10 days um, it was actually a place called Narfu Valley off the Annapurna circuit. It was like right on the border of Tibet. It was definitely uh, like a Nat Geo type moment. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> think, think, think you have a, a picture from that trip that we, that we could share when we post the episode? Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. I, I love taking pictures. That's one of my, one of my passions, kind of a creative outlet. So I got all kinds of stuff for you. There. But for anybody that that couldn't see Stephen on video, he was he was not trying to think of you know a place that he, a cool place that he's made coffee. He was very clearly cycling through all the cool places that <laughs> that he had made coffee, and we could we could kind of see the gears turning there, which was which was awesome, and and I think that was a that was a perfect perfect one to settle on well we don't want to take uh take too much more of your time here steven but maybe just one more time give everybody the uh the information of where they can find uh more information where they can buy buy the patches um and and whatnot so so maybe one one last time on all the all the platforms and such but uh where they can they can keep up with you yeah for sure so i mean Basically, the, the patch plug is uh, lnt.org slash unityblaze. Uh, and just go there. Everything's, everything's linked there. Black folks camp too. kind of information on the initiatives that the, the Unity Blaze funds will support. And yeah, so just go check that out. lnt.org slash unityblaze. Awesome. Well, that, this has been amazing, Stephen. You can find out more about us if you're not following us on social media at rerouted.co on Instagram and Facebook, and then at Get Rerouted on Twitter. If you want to reach out to me, I'm at chap underscore chats on Twitter. And I think, Brian, you want to wrap us up and take us home? Yeah, on behalf of myself, Steven, and Chap, that has been Repot It, the Rerouted podcast. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>